meeting is being recorded. Hi, welcome to Sustain Talks. Today I'm joined by Anant Murthy. Anant is the CEO and co-founder of The Timbermaker, who I recently met and who told me about his sustainability journey. I wanted to share that with my audience because it's such a beautiful story and I'm delighted to be here with you today, Anant. How are you? I'm good, Sam. Morning. I'm good. I'm really good. Thanks for that great introduction. I'm looking forward to sharing your story. Why don't you start and tell us a bit about your background and your history and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, yeah, why not? Um, so, hi, as Sam said, um, I'm Anant. I'm the co-founder of The Timbermaker. Uh, we um, are a company that makes um, handcrafted solid wood um, furniture, all made from sustainable wood or sustainably sourced wood in limited quantities. Uh, so a bit about me. So I have been or I used to work in the public sector and, uh, and most recently as a civil servant uh, for the last sort of 10, 15 years. Uh, before that, I used to work um, uh, in the banking division of Bank of Scotland um, when I when I came to this country back in 2005 uh, to do my master's. Um, and you know, ever since I came here, I mean, one of my main uh, you know, one of, one of my dreams was to have my own business at some point. Um, but obviously, you know, life life takes over and then you start getting into a job and you get married, you get kids, kind of gets more and more difficult to find time for yourself uh, or to do things that you actually want to do. Um, and then um, in 2019, I left the public sector. I, I went into a, I went into private sector to work for London's uh, biggest a hotel management company uh, as a program manager to kind of lead on refurbishment projects. Um, that's where I kind of came across, uh, you know, furniture suppliers per se. Um, and obviously, I mean, I've always, before we actually bought a house, you know, we used to buy a lot of flat pack furniture, mainly because of cost reasons. Um, and then when you actually work for an organization that kind of purchases or you know all furniture and things like that. That's when you kind of start looking at things more closely. Uh, and you know the first thing I noticed was you know quite a lot of the furniture was made from MDF or chipboard or particle board or engineered wood. Uh, it was not only just not sustainable, but you know not long lasting. Uh, you know especially for organizations such as hotels and stuff where. You know, there's a lot of usage quite quickly and then you have to end up purchasing more and more things more regularly. Um, that's when I kind of started to do a, do a bit of research thinking, okay, fine, you know, what can we do around buying for, for that organization at that point, for buying furniture that is longer lasting, sustainable, uh, and has minimal impact, not just on the organization's finances, but also on the environment. Um, and I've always been an environmentally conscious per person, uh, you know, even when I was working in the public sector, because I used to work with uh, small businesses to improve on programs to improve their carbon footprint or to reduce their carbon footprint. Um, so I kind of tried to replicate that in the private sector. Um, and I, I saw that, you know, there wasn't a lot of players in the market that actually did provide sustainably sourced solid wood furniture at a reasonable price. Um, so I did a, you know, I got to do a bit of research for the B2B segment, um, 
and at the same time i thought okay let's let's try and see if there's anything available in the market for the b2c so for you know for direct retail clients and again you know a lot of the customers talk about you know being sustainable um you know producing solid wood furniture but it kind of ended right there just at that organization level um and literally when i was just going kind of going through the research phase pandemic struck and i was made redundant um and my wife was heavily pregnant with our second daughter so we were redecorating our eldest daughter's room so i kind of bought a lot of furniture uh, again flat packed mdf uh, essentially because obviously there wasn't much available and we couldn't go outdoors so i ended up ordering online um and you know the, the quality was shocking and i ended up spending around two days to try and put them together only for it to fall apart a couple of months later and i said never to you know a flat pack or mdf type furniture again um so i kind of got back into the research phase you know made a few connections uh back in india um and um i started talking to an old university friend of mine who's based in india and uh, we ended up you know getting in touch with somebody who was selling their studio in jodhpur in rajasthan um you know because of the downturn in in the economic climate at that point uh and we kind of thought that as an opportunity um so we bought this you know we we bought the studio we kind of bootstrapped put the money together uh bought the studio not knowing exactly you know how we're going to take this but that was our opportunity um and then you know um kind of tried to understand what sort of processes that particular organization or that studio was you know utilizing how they were manufacturing the furniture handcrafting the furniture and so on and so forth um and you know as a result the the, the timber maker was born you know and and since then I've been um you know on the sustainability journey so everything that we do from a sustainability point of view is not just about us as the timber maker it's it's about everything that we do around it as well right from product selection all the way to you know the customer uh point of delivery and beyond that as well yeah that's honestly it's such a beautiful story about and i think a lot of people found themselves in the, the same position over the pandemic where yeah. you know they had an opportunity to rethink their career and yeah. to turn that into a purpose driven career where yeah. you're working with a product that's sustainable and you're making a difference and that was there a point that you was weighing up whether you went back into corporate or whether you you know carry what why a purpose driven sustainability product uh yeah i mean obviously during during the initial startup phases um oh, you know we're we're still a startup we've been going about 18 months now but during the initial months um i was still interviewing not knowing what was going to happen next because it was such a difficult period pretty much for you know everybody across across the globe um and obviously you know i had to make sure that i've got some sort of a a, a stable income coming in given the fact that you know um my wife was on maternity leave and we were going to have a second daughter so all of all of a sudden you've got more bills to pay you've got a mortgage and so on and so forth so what you know you always kind of you have that in the back of your mind what if this doesn't work you know it's different if you're single and you don't have much responsibilities you know you can just do whatever you've got to do after that but then you've got 
three other people, three other lives to actually think about. Um, but, you know, I was kind of intent to try and make this work. Uh, so I was constantly sort of looking at competitors uh, to see what they are or aren't doing um, to kind of learn from them as well. Um, so again, you know, um, as I said, everybody talks about sustainability, but do they actually walk the talk? Yeah. Um, so I had to kind of make sure that everything we do uh, right from the get go, sustainability is actually ingrained in, you know, in our business veins. Um, and, you know, it, it, it actually matters to customers when you actually talk about what you're actually doing, um, giving them something that, you know, that they want. And especially consumers now are more and more aware of, you know, the, the, the damages that organizations or companies or products actually cause uh, to the environment. So they're more environmentally conscious that they want to know, uh, they just they don't just want to know what your product is, but they want to know you as an organization who's behind that. Um, so, you know, we, we, we do everything, you know, possible, or everything we can um, to, to make it possible that, you know, uh, we've got a sustainable product. And um, can you tell us a bit more about that, like where the wood comes from and what makes it sustainable? And yeah, um, so I mean, we we use so what we do is I mean we we've got our own supply base who either provide sustainable wood, and when I say sustainable wood, um, it's wood that is fast growing, like mango wood, acacia wood, which you can harvest, you know, fairly quickly. Um, or we use sustainably sourced wood uh, from suppliers who are FSC uh, certified or equivalent of FSC certification back in India, which is called RICH, V-R-I-K-S-H, uh, which means that the wood is actually sourced from conflict-free or in responsible and ethical means. Um, and even the, the, the materials that we use to finish our products off, such as polish and lacquer, uh, we we kind of use water-based lacquers and sealers, eco-friendly polish such as uh, tang oil uh, or linseed oil, which you know is which has less chemicals or no chemicals, uh, and it gives you a very natural feeling as well. So you, you know the customer ends up feeling very close to nature as possible. Uh, you know it's the wood that we the, the product that we uh, handcraft has a very tactile feel to it. So you can actually feel the grains of the wood. Um, so, you know, we, we use a mix of that. And plus we're always on the lookout for uh, reclaimed timber as well, because we can create beautiful pieces from them because they have their own character. Um, um, and Rajasthan, especially, you know, especially has so many sort of old mansions and, you know, developments and buildings where either they're being refurbished or redeveloped or kind of being bought down for whatever reasons. Uh, we try and source sort of any wood that we can from them. And very recently, we actually uh, handcrafted a, a, a bespoke uh, table from an old mansion door, which was about 100 years old. Uh, it took us a lot of effort. It took us about you know 100 plus hours of work to try and cure it, treat it, uh, and you know give it a new lease of life 
for a private client. But that's the kind of stuff, um, you know, that we enjoy doing most to kind of try and repurpose something into um, into something beautiful the customer can actually yeah. enjoy and has a bit of history to it. Yeah, I love that. And I, I've seen seen the um, table uh, and it is absolutely beautiful. It's one of my favourite pieces uh, of um, yours. Um, but uh, that sort of journey and that, you know, refurbished product and I just, I, I think that that's what really, you know, so many more companies need to think about um, how they can recycle products and turn them into something really beautiful. But yeah. um, could you tell us a little bit more about your studio in India and the people that work there and the community there? Yeah. Um, so obviously our studio is based in Jodhpur um, and Rajasthan generally, you know, has a large community of sort of excellent uh, artisans and, you know, craftsmen. Um, but we kind of, what we do is we work with, these craftsmen that are from rural communities uh, and obviously we pay them fair wages uh, and it just doesn't stop at that. I mean, we actually work with their families uh, if they've got children who are, you know, going to schools or are, are struggling to send their kids to school. Uh, we try and make sure that we can get them into government funded schools. Uh, so we kind of look after them um, and we want to kind of, take that a step further by kind of trying to partner with, you know, such government aided schools or even orphanages for that matter of fact, uh, and try and support them by providing free school meals, uh, you know, books for education. Um, so as, as and when we're growing, we're kind of looking at ways and means possible to try and give, give it back to the community. Because uh, at the end of the day, it's the artisans that actually make the magic happen for us. Um, and, you know, we want to kind of thank them in our own way to try and make sure that, you know, they can prosper, um, they can sort of learn new skills and trades, so we can put them on training, uh, give them the right tools. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, we want, we want them to work for us, but at the same time, we want them to flourish. Um, and, you know, we, we try and do, we, we are sort of on that journey to try and expand what we're doing, doing from a community perspective. Uh, and at the same time, here as well, we're looking for sort of uh, partners and charities who we can actually work with, where we can give back to the community back in the UK, more locally in Essex, where we're based. Um, so I'm having conversations with, you know, local charities here in terms of how we can support and partner them um, uh, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really lovely. And that giving back, you know, as a business to create something so beautiful and then think about the community that you're working with, that sort of social value is so important today. Really um, important. Yeah, it really is. Um, what's your vision? So what, what's your vision for the future of the brand? You're, you're a startup, but you sound so on the right track and like you didn't want to do so much good. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, we're, we're very early stages at the moment and we've got some really good traction. Uh, very recently, we've been uh, featured in the British Vogue, uh, the World of Interiors and House and Garden magazine, which is owned by Condé Nast. So that's, that's a big, uh, you know, feather in the cap for us to be recognised by one of the biggest fashion houses in the country or world, for that matter of fact, uh, to showcase our product. Um, more locally, I've been featured uh, in um, Business Time in Essex and Sustain Essex, 
which is sort of the county's only business to business magazine. Um, and we currently sort of deliver all over the UK and we offer free delivery and things like that. Uh, but the vision in the next five years is to um, sort of expand uh, over to Europe. Um, if obviously Brexit wouldn't have happened, we would have probably launched, you know, EU wide. Uh, but we've had to take a step back to kind of think, rethink our strategy in terms of how we're going to be able to scale up, uh, how our distribution network is going to work um, in a sustainable fashion. Because um, our current logistics partner that who we who we work with here in Kent um, is is a sustainable and an ethical company as well. I mean, 50% of their of their warehouse is powered by uh, solar power, and all of their 85% of their fleet is either low emission or electric vehicle fleet. Uh, so as I said, I mean, we talk about, we, we make sure that all our end-to-end -end solution is sustainable. Um, so, you know, I want to be considered as one of, one of the top furniture handcrafting companies, organizations uh, in the UK, at least in the next five years, uh, bringing top quality limited edition or bespoke furniture to, uh, to consumers and businesses alike. I, and I'm absolutely sure that you will be uh, with that mindset and, you know, with a sustainability mind, it, it can just do so much and it makes you stand out and congratulations you. on, you know, the work that you've done. And I, I hope that more good comes for you and out of the pandemic that there's more companies that are formed uh, in the same way because it it, it really is um, you you've come so far in such a short time and uh, I'm you. looking forward to seeing how the brand grows but um, thank you for your time thank you for sharing yeah, your you so much, story uh, if anyone pleasure. wants to look you up it, what's your website uh, my website is www.timbermaker.com so timbermaker one word or they can look us up on Instagram as The Timber Maker. Perfect. That's lovely. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks again for your time. And have a lovely day. Thanks so much, Sam. Okay. Bye-bye.